everybody, welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the women of colour over 40. Now, it's the first Friday in March, and in just in case it escaped your notice, 1st of March was the start of Women's History Month, which also incorporates International Women's Day. The theme for International Women's Day this year is hashtag break the bias. And no doubt you'll see the numerous ways in which women experience biases, but I'm going to focus for the entire month of March on an oft overlooked one, the intersection of race, gender and age, also known as black women over 50. And in case you're thinking, why are you going to focus on that, Janice? Well, the actual situation, the biases that are experienced by this group of people or group of women is far more prevalent than you think. When we say someone is great, beautiful, active or any other positive word, but we follow it by for your age, we are automatically disqualifying them. And that's because when we say something like that, although the intention might be good, come from a good place, we're actually saying that the person shouldn't be great, shouldn't be beautiful, shouldn't be active, or whatever it is they're referring to because they are old. But as a woman over 50, let me tell you now, I am great, I am beautiful, and I'm definitely active. So throughout March, I'll be focusing on highlighting women in my network that I admire who are also over 50, Maybe a few famous ones rolled out to demonstrate, OMG, look at what we can do even though we're old. Plus, I'll be providing information for women who are part of the undervalued power trifecta and giving advice on how to get along in life and ahead in their careers. And plus, if you're connecting me on LinkedIn, I would say to you, get connected LinkedIn with me now. It's I am Janice Sutherland, because I'll be hosting a frank and open discussion with women who get what it means to be black, female and over 50 and their real their real life experiences. And for this month, for this um, this first podcast of the month, I'm kicking off a conversation with Julie Gordon White, who is the CEO and founder of Bossa Bars menopause energy bars because obviously next to next to uh, puberty menopause is one of the biggest transitions that women experience so i'm kicking off the kicking off the month in style here's my interview hope you enjoy it and don't forget if you want to connect to me or send me any questions or suggestions for who i should have on the podcast just message me at info at janisutherland.com or visit my website janisutherland.com sit back Grab your favourite drink and enjoy. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. As you know, I'm your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the professional women of colour over 40, those mid-career women. And I'm really excited about today's topic because um, we're probably going to get into it, but my own, my own journey. But my guest this week is Julie Gordon-White. And she is the founder and CEO of Bossa Bars, menopause energy bars, and advocates for all women in all stages of the pause. Julie is also an award-winning entrepreneur, best-selling business author, and TEDx speaker. In 2020, Julie launched Bossa Bars after personally struggling with the menopause middle and watching her friends suffering silence as their symptoms and increasing weight gain were robbing their confidence. 
So not letting a pandemic get in her way, she decided to do something about it and created delicious plant-based, nutrient-dense and low-calorie, all the important things, energy bars with all the goodness a menopausal body needs, along with a Menno Lounge community to help women hashtag Menno like a boss. Now, I love, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, it's a topic we don't talk about. But let before we get into that, the reason I was attracted to, one of the reasons I was attracted to is that your own career journey. I talk about career transition and especially for women of a certain age, women of color of a certain age. You know, it's a little bit of a taboo subject along with everything else. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Well, I love taboo subjects because I think we should be able to talk about anything. So um, thank you for opening the door to that. Um, I had a corporate career for eight years. I worked for Sheraton Hotels, director of sales and marketing um, after college and, um, you know, worked my way up actually from food and beverage assistant Mm -hmm. to director of sales and marketing. Um, and then started, you know, I was traveling a lot, the hotel, you know, the front doors never closed. And I started having children, um, after getting married and having a two-year-old at home and traveling did not work for me anymore. I'd always had an entrepreneurial spirit as a kid. I always sold things like, um, flower seeds door to door. You know, I just like the idea of, I don't know, showing up and offering somebody something and they give you money. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so, um, but I sort of put that aside. And then after having my first son, I thought, you know, I want to be home. I want to have flexibility. I love to work, but I think I'm going to go back and try some entrepreneurial things. So I had a bunch of what I called false starts. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I finally, I was going to buy a company and that didn't work out, but I liked doing the deal process of buying a company to run. And so I worked for another company and I learned how to buy and sell companies. And so I started, then I left after a year and started my own boutique, what we would call a business brokerage that grew into mergers and acquisitions. So started out, I sold a gazillion flower shops Janice, and then. <laughs> Ideal size just grew, grew to multi-million dollar manufacturing, distribution, large consulting companies. So did that for 10 years. The recession happened. That disappeared overnight, literally. Wow. Um, had to figure out what am I going to do? And I just knew I wanted to change. I love stretching myself. And I, I realize now at 56, looking back, I have sort of a 10-year cycle of doing things. And then I need to do something else. So I had this silent retreat. I highly recommend for all women, especially, you know, whether that's in your home, like mine was, or go somewhere, because we always get whispers about what we need to do, what is right for us, but we don't listen to it, you know, and we just keep going, going, going. And in the silence, I heard the well for women entrepreneurs where I could coach women on everything I learned about growing my company to 5 million Mm -hmm selling other people's companies. So I coached women entrepreneurs for 10 years. And then fast forward to last summer, I did the thing I tell women not to do all the time. I started a product company. (laughs) Products are, product companies are really hard because the profit margin is very small and there's not a lot of room for error and they require a lot of capital to get going. So 
Um, but I had, I, you know, I'd done very well in my companies. We're empty nesters. Now my husband and I have been married 31 years, three kids, empty nesters. It yeah. was the time to do something crazy. So I started an energy bar company because one, you know, solving my own menopause challenges mm-hmm. around middle and confidence. And um, it seemed like a really exciting, fun thing to do because now we get to not just have this incredible energy bar with nutrition and solving sugar cravings, ah, so hard. Um, We get to have all these amazing conversations with women about like you, what you're doing on the career side, what women are experiencing in their bodies as they go through this transition, how they experience menopause at work. Yes. yeah, that's a thing. Not just at home, not just in our relationships, yeah. not just our own body, but how it shows up in their career and confidence. Right, all those things that you were mentioning. So, that's a long answer to your question, but that's the whole scoop. But that's great. And like you said, I work with women who are going through transition. And it's funny that you said about menopause at work, because I'll share my story a little bit. Um, I was going through. Before I went into entrepreneurship, I was a CEO for a corporate company, for a large telecoms company. Um, We were going through huge restructures. So stress, 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 stress anyway. And I didn't realize at the time that I was menopausal. And I made some decisions at that point. And one of those decisions was to no longer be in corporate (laughs) At 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 the same time. And it didn't dawn on me till... And I remember saying to people that, you know, I was at the job was this and I hated it. And I was the word that rhymed with itch to my husband at home and et cetera, et cetera. And I totally didn't recognize what was happening to me on the menopause front because I put it all down to the job. I put it all down to stress. Everything that was happening to me, I put it all down to work. And when I look back and probably gave myself 12 months later when everything was all kind of settled, I thought, actually, I think that's what was happening at the time as I was going through this whole process. Would I have made the same decisions (laughs) now or then as I I, I did then? Um, I think the answer is yes. But I do think it's how much that aspect of us as women and transitioning in and careers doesn't get recognized or gets kind of swept under the carpet a little bit. Right. I think you, you may have had more grace with yourself going through that experience. Um, You know, instead of being, you know, beating yourself up for how you're feeling or memory loss or, you know, making mistakes, things like that, or, um, yeah, you know, just and even at home, like, oh, this is what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing because I was aware. I got to have conversations mostly with my husband. You know, I have my own company, so it wasn't yeah, such a big yeah. deal. But um, I coach women, so we always talk about all the things. Um, but you know, like this is my family, my kids, even who are at home during. I, I went through ten years of perimenopause before I was finished. You know, yeah. and postmenopause, and talking to our teenagers at the time. Look this is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. So, you know, when I start ripping my clothes off and go outside for a minute and it's 42 degrees, don't freak out. It's okay. This is what's happening. Or, you know, just, just having a conversation about it and, and giving myself the space and grace to experience yeah. what it is. And that's why I think it's super important that women 
talk about it and talk about it as it relates to career and workspace because menopause or perimenopause, menopause is just actually one yeah. day when you're in the cycle, right? But perimenopause is the long, long journey yeah. for many women. And it happens right when we are at our optimal yes. economic peak, when yes. we are leader, when yeah. we are capable of running divisions and yeah. companies and making the most money, managing the most people. And then yeah. here comes the pause, right? <laughs> so it doesn't mean we can't do all of those things, but we still could have some grace and consideration on how we're processing yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I think you know, when you talk about the grace as well, and I think from a work perspective, I'm thinking of the top of my head here, I probably sat in meetings and started fanning, you know, get, get hot, get, get a little hot. And that's probably the and that is probably the most. Yeah. The most it gets recognized when you when you're at work, you know, and somebody makes a joke about it. You know, ooh, you're having a hot flush, you know, so. For women who are, you know, are going through perimenopause and are at work or just trying to navigate that career move because, you know, they've got other things on their mind at the same time. What's some sort of advice you can share? You, I suppose two fronts. What's some advice you can share with them for how they navigate it? And two, for employers listening to this, mm-hmm. how can they, I don't want to say the word accommodate because that's not the word. You know, but how can they factor that in when it comes when it comes to women, women on their team? Yeah. Um, one for women experiencing it, I say call it out. You know, if it's the elephant in the room, we don't need to act like it doesn't exist, hide it, be embarrassed. Like I just want to tell everybody right now, I'm having a power surge. So, you know, <laughs> buckle up your seatbelt. I'm gonna take my jacket off for a minute here. And uh, I'm having a power surge, you know, so make it on, share it. We don't need to hide it and just call it out. I'm big on that in general. Like when things are awkward or uncomfortable, just say it because everyone's thinking it anyway. So just bring some light to it and move on. So that's why I say instead of like, oh, I'm having a, you say a hot flesh. I know that's very British. Uh, We say a hot (laughs) all the same thing but I call it a power search right you know let's let's empower the experience and so call it call it out tell people watch out I'm having like a real like flash of genius literally a flash of genius and um and and then no one can no one has to feel awkward about it Mm. especially when you're you know perspiring Mm. or whatever's happening in your body so that on that side, um, from an employer perspective, I think employers need to educate themselves just as you would a woman who is pregnant or a man who needs to take parental leave or all, you know, whatever experiences, you know, that half of your yeah. population, if, you know, if you've got female workers, female employees, leaders, executives, they're all going going to go through this if they're in those stages. And menopause can start as perimenopause can start as early as 38 years yeah. old, yeah. or you yeah. can have medically induced, right? So you might be 35 and then you have a hysterectomy and boom, yeah. or breast cancer or something that can happen later. So, you know, educate yourself as, you know, human resources, head of people mm-hmm. about what can happen. And this, it, it's a, can be a lovely lunch and learn navigating perimenopause through 
you know, your career and advancing your career during the stages of perimenopause. So it doesn't have to be punitive. It doesn't have to be embarrassing. It's just like anything else, how to be a parent and be a great leader at the same time. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. UK actually, they do a really beautiful job of this because from what I've learned from my own research, they understand that women are opting out of the workplace and they want to keep women in the workplace so they need to be a lot more accommodating. Yeah. So we're behind in the U.S. on that. Yeah. For sure. And it's not just the U.S. As you know, I'm in I'm in the Caribbean. I'm in the islands, and um, I remember um, pitching to pitching to an organization about leading multi generational teams, and I pointed out that you know for not you know a significant amount of your team, women are going to be over the age of forty, and you know it's not a secret that they're going to be experiencing perimenopause and I was pitching to a woman and when I mentioned the word menopause she almost dropped off her chair and I'm looking at her thinking I know you're either going through it or you've done gone through it based on what I can what I can see but she wouldn't touch the scent the level of sensitivity and I'm like, but it's totally natural. And you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hesitate talking about puberty or maybe you would, but you know, the, how do we not, na- how do we naturalize yeah. these type of conversations in, uh, I suppose in, in countries or markets where it really is a taboo subject. Right. Well, we talk about it. First of all, <laughs> um, I, I host a conversation every Tuesday on Instagram called the Menno lounge. Uh, where I invite women on, you can come on and tell your story. We have experts that are doctors or today, I I just had one a a little bit ago, um, talking about a holistic approach to handling all of the stages of menopause. And so we have to talk about it that, you know, those of us who have been through it, who are comfortable with it, who are experiencing it, we need to share it. Talk about it with our daughters, our sisters, our friends, about it. even some of my friends when I started the company they're like why are you going to start a menopause <laughs> bar company <I'm> like why not <laughs> so it, it's real so we need those are of us that are comfortable about it comfortable with it need to talk yeah. about it um, and we need to educate all the women around us to create that ripple effect and yeah. so um, just recognize that it, I believe in the past it's associated with aging and we're mm. such a Yes. Yeah. We, you know, we don't want to talk about aging and it can be placed in the um, sexual health space, mm. which, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. that doesn't yeah. need to go there, you know? So, so that's why I think there's a, a level of discomfort talking mm. about it, but it's so now, I mean, we're not uncomfortable talking about somebody giving birth through the same yeah. place. True. You know? It's true. It's, it's true. true. Very, 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 very true. Very, very true. Silly. We're just silly, right? So let's just talk about it and start with our young women and my sons. I have two sons. They know all about menopause more than they ever wanted to know. But Yeah, yeah, and that's what if they, you know, if they have female partners, the chances are they're going to experience. You know, you need to, you you definitely need to know. Let's let's sensitize you to that. So thanks, that Julie. So let me just ask you a question. So 
I, as I said, we both deal with women transition in various aspects of, tra- of transition. So for a woman who's already having the trepidation or the lack of confidence about career change, because that's what I seem I get it, I come across quite a lot. And they're also going through the perimenopause, which could be impacting, you know, how they feel about themselves. What would you recommend or suggest they do to kind of help them transition through both pe- both periods no pun intended just realized (laughs) (laughs) you know I I would say first of all don't rush yourself you know it goes back to that word grace yeah especially you know women career women we tend to be driven goal-oriented we're trying to get somewhere all the time and I I really believe once we get into our 40s the hustle is not sexy I don't I that's like my least favorite words like hustling is not sexy you know when you're 20 before that I hustled I worked hard and Mm -hmm. and I loved it you know pushing that boulder uphill but at some point in your life especially going through symptoms and the experience of Mm -hmm. perimenopause we want to um, go with the momentum we don't want to push anything anymore so give yourself some time to evolve a bit and just back up a, about pushing forward. Mm. You don't need to push anymore. You've got enough ex- life experience. You want to get yourself in the stream so you can ride the momentum and let the momentum of doing something you love. I call them superpowers, actually. It's the intersection between what you really love and what you're good at. Most people focus on what they're good at, but yes. they may not love it. Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you should do it, you know? So your superpowers, that's where momentum happens because there's so much joy and energy that comes from doing it and you're great at it, you know, Mm -hmm. that just builds on itself. But making sure that you just slow down enough to take time to see what's there for you. Don't rush. It it could be the time that you want to transition out of corporate to pursue an entrepreneurial dream that many women have. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful time because many women in their forties are a little bit more financially stable. So yeah. there's a little yeah. bit more room um, financially to, to, to take a chance on something that you love, um, especially in your fifties as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great, great time, but mostly just to slow down and, and experience what you're going through. It's normal. And if anything, feel more confident because you're transitioning into the most empowering time of your life. You're heading into greatness. So we don't have to worry that we don't feel as energetic, that our brain is a little bit foggy. We're making more typos on the emails or whatever is happening. It's a good sign. You know, it's how, it's what we believe about it. It's, there's a lot of positiveness happening there. So slow down, get quiet enough to know what's there for you and what's next. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you for that. So I'm going to touch a little bit just on your career because we touched a lot about the the other side, which is great. But you have a wealth of experience of career change and career transition. Yeah, you've kept reinventing yourself. I I love your 10 year cycle. I, I love I love all of that. So but 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 Julie, if you if if just thinking back, if you hadn't gone for it, if you hadn't made that move, you hadn't gone a, you know, followed what your passion was, what do you think, what regrets do you think you would have had? Yeah, you know, I'm not a regretful person in general. Um, 
But I used to say my one regret is I didn't go to law school, which now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I didn't go to law school. I don't, you'd have to deal with conflict yeah. all the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, more so, yeah, not, not, no regrets. Um, yeah, no regrets. I think the only regret, if I had to pick something, was that I didn't feel more confident in the businesses I started right. sooner. Yeah. You know, that I, that I, I would start something and then I would stop and I'd start something else. Right. And it was because I didn't feel confident. So the only regret was trusting myself. Right, sooner. right, right, right. Because I was going to touch on that because you talked about having false starts, um, lots of false starts. And I, I love, I love that. So how did those false starts make a positive difference in your career? Yeah, it didn't feel like it at the time. Let me just tell you. Um, well, you know, they're failures, right? But I prefer to frame them as a false start because yeah. I believe, you know, if I took all of those business cards that I had made yeah. for all those, yeah. I, they're literally stepping stones, right? From yeah. where I was to where I am now. And I wouldn't be where I am, have the companies, the success, had I not tried all those things. Yeah. So um, I forgot why I was saying that now, menopause. Um, so <laughs> having those, those different, you know, pieces lead you to where you're going. So nothing is wasted. Was that the right answer there? No, that's great. <laughs> that, that, no, that's great. That's that, that's that, that's spot, that's, that's spot on. That's spot on. So, and so, and, and just share with us a success quote or a mantra that you use and why it be, why it's meaningful to you, Julie. Yeah. Hmm. What I'd love to share, um, and it's for myself, is that every oak tree started as an acorn. Mm. And it's unknown, you know, and it just means that you can start this small right where you are and keep going, especially, you know, having coached women entrepreneurs for 10 years. Again, women stop, they don't trust themselves. So mm. instead okay. of staying planted and watering, their seed right where they are they they plant the seed and then they get wobbly and then they hop over here and they plant another one and they hop over here right they keep trying starting starting instead of trusting yourself yeah. watering right where you are going deep not realizing you're three feet from gold which is going to yeah. grow your yeah. oak tree yeah. so just trusting that it's okay to start small but think big because anything is possible yeah that's what that means and, and I love that because I think that was probably my learning for me for the past 12 months was that I'd moved into the entrepreneurial space and it was all very new to me and stuff like that and I kept I think I was trying to find what what was I passionate about there was the obvious things but it wasn't the obvious things I could do, but not what I was passionate about. And so for me, it's like, okay, this is it now. Plant it, stick to it, focus on it. It'll grow. Yeah. That's so I think that's, yeah. that, that, that's, that's, that's great. That's great advice. So we're coming down to our last couple of questions. Um, let's get you out of the hot, get you out of the hot seat. Julie, what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career? Mm. I've learned to trust myself. Mm -hmm. I've learned to be decisive because you have to make decisions as a CEO. You, you can't sit on things for too long. Mm. And then 
I would say something I learned more recently that I'd like to say is I've learned how to be egoless. You know, okay. early on in my business career, you know, I wanted to do it the way I wanted to do it because that was the best way. Of course it was, you know, but as I've matured as a person, as I have matured as a CEO and entrepreneur, mm -hmm. there's so many more beautiful ideas than mine. And the best idea is the idea that's going to actually achieve the goal and impact that we want to have. And only by, by me being egoless as the leader of the organization, can we achieve that? Yeah. We can go so much farther collaborating than just what I think is yeah. the right thing. Great answer. So being egoless. Excellent. Yeah. So then that would lead me on to lead me on to then what does success feel like to you? Yeah, I love that question. Um, <laughs> one, it feels like fun. Okay, first of all, it's got to be fun. I'm not going to do it if it's not fun. Uh, I worked hard in my life. And that's the, one of the most important values I need to love every day. Because, you know, especially a startup, a consumer packaged goods company, mm. I'm a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so but I love every single piece of it. So it has to be fun. Um, it has to create an impact. And that's why I've loved coaching women. I've coached hundreds of women in person. Um, but I wanted to have at this stage of my journey, a product that could touch literally millions of women. Right. And I see that the boss, our boss of ours as a menopause conversation starter as a talking <laughs> stick to help millions of women break smash the taboos around menopause empower well we like to say you know men our, our bars empower and um bring uh, energize the pause you know starting with nutrition so i want to be able to impact millions of women so that's a second and then i do not shy away from a financial goal because money, it's so important for women to embrace mm. money, embrace making money for themselves, making money for, for their business, for their community, because economic independence is what my whole TEDx talk was about, um, why women entrepreneurs should raise girl entrepreneurs. Women need to be you know, economically independent. I, I'm very fortunate. I have a wonderful husband. Mm. You know, we have combined income, all those good things. But women need to be economically independent. It's how it's how we grow our community. It's how we grow villages. And so it's really how we invest in education and children. It's just what women do. And it's very, very important that we are economically empowered. And many women don't want to talk about money. They yeah. think, you know, it's, you know, I think that's another taboo subject. Another taboo subject. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so having a goal making as much money as possible and doing beautiful things with your money. Mm. We can make such an impact. Someone said to me, just imagine if mother Teresa was her beautiful soul and she had a lot of money too. what <laughs> impact that she could make. So don't shy away from that. Have money, financial monetary goals for your company and for yourself. It's a great scorecard of success because you, you put that together with fun, impact, and financial yeah. um, gain, everybody wins. It's a beautiful thing. 
Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So that was my interview. So it, so Julie, but if anybody wants to know more about what you do, know more about Boss of Bars, get hold of, how can they do all that? How can they do the wonderful stuff? All the fun things. You can go to bossabars.com, B-O-S-S-A bars.com and learn more about the bars there, all the good things there. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Boss of Bars for menopause. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Julie Gordon White. And I love, I love LinkedIn. It's funny. LinkedIn has been actually a wonderful platform for menopause. <laughs> so, um, happy to chat with you there. So find me on all, all the places and, um, for sure, try boss of ours for sure. I have to get you some too. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be sure to put all the links in the show notes. So thank you so much for being so open and sharing today. I loved it. And I hope that the women listening, you know, retake some, get some great takeaways from today's interview. Thanks, Jess. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Wow, it was a fab conversation and we covered off so much in there. But a few things that really stood out for me, as always, I always like to share with you, is how we need to normalise the menopause conversation, especially at work. And that's particularly important because the menopause takes place quite often at the peak of many women's careers. So not only are you navigating the your career, your career change or where you want to go next, you're also navigating um, the menopause, that transition or the pause, as Julie called it. So you really need to get as much support as you need as you need through that whole process. Um, and I just love the whole conversation. The things actually said about thinking that it's okay to start small but think big if, if you're going through your career change. And also, more importantly, do it because it's fun. That's one of the reasons why I actually started um, changing my career at this, at the latter stage of my last career change, is because I wasn't getting any joy out of it. So it made a big difference, difference for me. And I can say, hand on heart, I genuinely enjoy, really, really enjoy the conversations I have with my clients who are over 40, over 50, helping them along on their career change journey. Now, as I said at the top of the program, don't forget the whole of March, I'm going to be focusing on what I call the and the undervalued power trifecta, black women over 50. Um, and I just want you to follow me, follow me on uh, Instagram. I am Janice Sutherland on LinkedIn. I am Janice Sutherland so that you keep abreast of the activities and the, uh, the information I'm sharing or you can join my newsletter by heading over to JanniceSutherland.com to make sure you receive the information hot off the press. So I hope you enjoyed this week's show. As I said, if you have any suggestions for guests or topics that, that are really pertinent for women for women over 40, especially black women over 40, don't hesitate to reach out to me at info at JanniceSutherland.com because I'd love to hear your ideas. So that's it for this week. As I always say, remember if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.